Welcome to episode number 158 of Take Him With You. For February 12, 2012, I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And today we're going to have a great time. Stick around live from the Garden Show. King of Rock, some say live. The Lizard King is surely dead. The King of France lost his hair. The King of little audio adrenaline there. Okay. Do you know who those guys are? I sure do. Yeah, they're they're not around anymore. They aren't they a group anymore? They no. gone their separate ways. Yeah. Aw. I got to see them a few times in concert. They were good. Mhm. Yeah, a little crazy, but good. Crazy in a fun way. You though. know why I picked that song? Um, no. That's uh from the album called Bloom. Aha, uh-huh. and we're going to be talking from the Garden Show today. Yeah, we're going to Seattle to the Garden Show on this episode, mm-hmm. and you'll hear us live from, where is it at? Um, it's the Convention Center in Seattle. Okay, I'm not it's the exactly. Seattle Convention Center. Yeah. That's where we're at, mm-hmm. or we will be. And this year is a combination of two of our loves, because, okay. of course, I love gardening, and flowers. Okay. And you, you do, too. You like taking pictures of the flowers and stuff. Yes, I do. You're, you're not much into the grubbing around in the dirt as I am, but you like flowers. And they're combining this year with music. So we'll have to give a little summary of they have 25 different gardens that are made up with different styles of music to go along with each garden. Wow. So it'll be kind of a combination. You're more into the music part than I am, but we both enjoy the gardening part, and I enjoy music to a certain degree, too. So it should be fun. It should be a lot of fun, and we're going with a cousin of mine and my son's mother-in-law, a friend of ours named Marcy. Yeah. So it'll be a lot of fun, and we'll give lots of good updates, and since... This is a spiritual podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, just so everyone knows, if they read the Bible, there's lots and lots of verses in the Bible about gardening and seeing time and harvest and all kinds. Keep sowing kicking and reaping. my chair. Sorry. There's lots about Ow. gardening. Sorry. There's lots about gardening in the Bible, though. Just about, you know, God kind of developed physics and the way nature works at the side. I think it's kind of cool now that we know what color his skin is. What? We know what color God's skin is now. Really? Yeah, it's green. How'd you come by that? Because of his thumb. Because God has a green thumb. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Never really Bet pictured has- God as a Martian. I didn't say he was a Martian. I said he was green. <laughs> you say people no, say. I don't know what color God is. I think he's all colors. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's interesting because uh, 
I, I throw out wacky theories sometimes. But, you wacky know, theories? You're going to yeah, hit us with a wacky, a wacky theory, theory before we even get into the program very far? Yeah. You know, wacky theory, wacky theory. It talks in, in the That's book. That's my theme of, song for wacky theory. It talks in the book of Genesis where God made the first ever garden on the planet Earth. Like the first ever garden on the planet and, Earth? Gosh. And he made plants and he made animals and then he decided to make people. And he, it said he made He probably Adam. already had people in mind, don't you think? Maybe. It said he made Adam out of the dirt of the ground. Okay. And so I've always had this thought that that Adam had all the different colors of dirt in his made, you know, like how you have white dirt and you have brown dirt and you have red dirt and you have you know, all different I don't colors of dirt. I've ever seen white dirt. Well, white sandy beaches. Isn't that kind of like dirt? <laughs> okay. You know, ground. I mean, the ground. You've seen white ground, white sandy beaches or white clay. Okay. So anyway, you have all these different colors of ground. And, and, you know, God made Adam. And so that's how I think that, you know, all of us are just kind of different shades of dirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know what that, they tried to do that on a sci-fi show. Different shades of dirt people. Mm -hmm. Remember uh, Sequest? And they had Dagwood on there? Oh, those were camouflage people, though. No, they weren't. No, they were not. Yes, they no. were camouflage people. No, they weren't. Dear, you have to go back and watch the show. They had all the different genetics in them, and that's why they had all the different colors of mankind on them. It wasn't camouflage. And I thought they made them that way to be <laughs> camouflage. Well, you thought wrong. Okay, they were supposed to be super soldiers, that, so it would make sense that they would have camo no, skin. No, they did not. That was not why their skin looked like that. You now you go back and look at pictures of Dagwood, and he has black and brown and uh, t- uh, tan and white and yellow. He's camo. No, honey, that was the different skin colors. Huh. I guess we better look it up. We better look that up. Who's so. right? Who's right? Amy or I? I think they were camouflage. You they think they bred the the to the camo? Yeah, this is from Sequest. Um, yeah, because Sequest they, from they the bred them 90s. to be super soldiers, and wouldn't it make sense that they would be camouflage colors? All right, I'm looking at it. <laughs> okay, push pause. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have to push pause. Go ahead. You, what are you? Oh mercy! So that was my wacky theory for the week about. Why is it wacky? I don't know. I, I can't really prove it biblically. I, I can't. I don't have a time machine that can go back thousands of years and ask God, so God, why did you make Adam out of dirt? And and was it because you wanted humankind to have all these different rich colors from the earth in our skin? I don't know. That was just a wacky theory I had. I'm looking. <laughs> What were they called? It says were they Gelfs? If you go down there, the beginning that you, says the multicolored. No, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. Sequest. Genetic. Dagwood. Something. There. Oh, there he is, Dagwood. Mm-hmm. Images of Dagwood. Okay, let's go. Oh, there he is. He's Dagwood. Doesn't he look camo to you? I'm just gonna tell you right now that he's different races all put together. Yeah. But I'm gonna find out camo. right now. I'm gonna look right now. Makes them camouflage. Daggers. Okay, they're called daggers. But that wasn't supposed to be nice. 
Okay. In short, uh, pointed, sharp-edged weapon. No, 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 not that kind of dagger. No. Daggers in the first episode of the season were originally shown on September 18th, 1994, and originally aired in the two-hour television movie. Okay, 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 okay. Let me see. Um, uh, Sequest DSV episode filmed in Florida. Um, they originally started in Los They're Angeles. Gelf. G-E-L-F. It's a Gelf colony. Gelf? Where? Where do you see that? Down further. Okay, okay. A Gelf colony, also known as Dagger Island. Gelf. Prisoners engaging in the daily exercise. I mean, what? I don't see why they are... Dagwood was the prototype gelf. Okay. And why... What is a gelf? It's not saying... It's genetically engineered something. Life form. Genetically engineered life form, maybe? All right. I'm guessing there. People who are big into sequest can call and straighten us out. Well, it doesn't say why he was I just think it was interesting that Dagwood and Piccolo were brothers in real life. And um, they their dad, Tom DeLuise. No, Dom. Dom. Tom. Tom. Dom. Okay, Dom. D-O-M. Okay, Dom well, Tom DeLuise. and Dom, they sound a lot like. Tom, Dom, Don, De- Ron, DeLuise, Con. Um, was a special guest also. Ron. Yeah, he was. I think there. he played their father as a special guest or one of their fathers. Was it Piccolo's father? Since Dagwad was genetically engineered, it probably wouldn't have been. He played a father on it. Why are Gelfs multi-colored? Coloring. That's what I'm going to type in Google. Let's uh, see. I'm not finding anything. <laughs> oh mercy! This is so. This is such a rabbit trail. I know, such but I bet everybody's trail. very interested in why Dagwood, why Dagwood had different colored skin. There's probably a lot of people have never watched the show Sequest. But, yeah. I guess we don't have to go on mm-hmm. anymore. I wish I knew the answer, though. You know? Yeah. So, I think it's because they wanted them to be, um, look camouflaged. I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. And genetically, I'm sure they did have all the different genetics in them. All the strengths and... And stuff of the different. They were supposed to be superhuman. I'm going to look this up. Soldiers. We'll be right back after this, and then we'll let you know why the why Dagwood from Sequest was multicolored. Okay. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. 
The hosts will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Hey. Hey, Jeff. Yes? It's it's Rick and Amy. Yeah, I got you guys. Ah, okay. fantastic. Hey, we, we were calling because I wanted to use my lifeline. I'm not on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and I'm not in the cash cab. But we're, we're just doing our podcast. We're just doing our podcast, and we ran into this conflict of of uh, a question that we had. We looked all over the internet, can't find an answer, and we figured maybe, of all people, you would be able to answer our question. Are you ready? Sure, I'll give it a try. Okay. Why was Dagwood on Sequest's skin all different colors? Oh... Why was that? He was, because he was, he was, uh, he was a, a Gelf, genetically engineered life yeah. form. Okay. At least that's my guess what it stands so for. So why was yeah. he multicolored? Yeah, I, I, I can't, can't remember. I, I think, like Amy said, because he was uh, genetically engineered, that's, that's why he had, um, a different coloring. Didn't he look camouflaged to you, though? She thought that he was camouflaged on purpose. I think he has all the different races of skin. Um, But wouldn't that make, make them all mixed together <laughs> so he would just be like a nice tan color? I yeah, mean, you all would over? think so. It's, it's like he's got that... Uh, I think he was genetically engineered or, or, to be camo, like camouflage. It, it's, it's possible. It, I'm I'm going with it's different multicolored races. I'm I'm. But when you just I, be I, like a I, mixture I, of all the colors, then no, 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 because the, the I'm go ahead. I'm thinking with like kind of with Amy. I think he was engineered, um, engineered for a certain purpose, and, and that might be why his uh, his coloring was the way it was. Because aren't all the Gelfs that that color? All the oh, gulfs are multicolored. Yeah, they, they were all multicolored. Because they were genetically engineered to be super soldiers, so they'd want them to look camouflage. Uh, I think they wanted them to look camouflage because okay. they're super soldiers. I figured if anybody would know that answer, it would be you. So they wouldn't have to, you know, paint up their bodies, you know, to blend into the jungles or wherever. They would already be camo. All right. Well, if anybody That's actually has opinion. a real answer... <laughs> then th- please email us rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy or at takehimwithyou.com yeah. you can tell me I'm right <laughs> and you can tell me I'm right and we'll see Or okay but my other question Jeff was I heard a rumor that you went on opening day to Star Wars Phantom Menace in 3D yes I did tell us a little bit about it what was it like I, th- I thought it was uh, I thought it was uh, pretty good um the 3D isn't as pronounced as some of the um, some of the other 3D movies like Avatar or um, like Transformers Three or or some of those Marvel movies. Um, right. This one was was kind of a more kind of subtle type um, 3D, just more depth of perception or depth um, within the in the scenes. You know, people just kind of adding depth to to the the scenery and all that. Yeah. The opening crawl was pretty cool because uh, they kind of redid the star star field, and then the the text kind of um, stood out from that a bit more. It was maybe a you know the font was like raised, so I guess it was kind of three D. So it's kind of flying through space, cool. 
Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, it was it was cool too because uh, I went in the afternoon with my nephews, which are um, are uh, one is uh, turning turning seven and the other one will be turning twelve. Oh so, my! Perfect age. Yeah, so it was it was really cool uh, to go with them because neither of them were born when when the Phantom Menace actually came out. That's cool. So, so yeah. had, they, had they seen was, the movie before, or was this their first time actually even seeing the movie? Or uh, my older nephew, uh, my older nephew Daniel, who's uh, going to turn twelve, uh, he he had seen the movie before, but um, I think it'd been a while, so he was a bit spotty on on a few spots. Um, but my uh, younger uh, nephew Ethan, who is is um, seven, he had not actually seen the movie before, so uh, yeah. it was the first time for him. Very cool. Okay, yes. so I have to know, how is Jar Jar in 3D? Uh he's uh, he's exactly like uh, Jar Jar in Episode <laughs> One. So I think if you found him annoying uh, the you, first time around, you might uh, find him worse in 3D. You'll find him annoying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I bet you, I bet you that's a pretty awesome movie to see in 3D. So you recommend it then? Um, I think if you're a Star Wars fan. I recommend it. I think if you want to share it with your um, with uh, your family or your kids, I recommend it. I, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I, I, I'm always going to uh, like the movie. Sure. Uh, but I guess you know the complaints that people had before about it being a bit uh, a bit slow, um, and the pacing is a bit bit slow there. Yeah. Uh, that's still there. So, yeah. um, like, yeah. I know my youngest nephew. Uh, he he got a little restless uh, during some of the uh, you know kind of the Senate scenes and, right. and and some of the scenes with not a lot of action in it. We would it, do so, nothing uh, without the approval. I I just screwed it up. We do nothing without the approval of the Senate. Sorry, yeah, do yeah. weird accent. Yeah, you've got, you're a good Nemodi in there. Right? <laughs> yeah, now, thank you. <laughs> now, did did your nephews like Jar Jar Binks though? Ah, uh, my I wasn't sitting beside my um. My one nephew, uh, my the older one, I was sitting beside my younger one, and uh, he was laughing a little bit during the uh, the scenes uh, right near the end of the movie where um, uh, they're battling the Gungans were battling the battle droids, and, and mm-hmm. there was that one scene where um, Jar Jar had that that battle droid uh, stuck to his his foot. And that's he's, right. That's right. He's trying to shake him off, and he kept on uh, shooting all the droids around him. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's a one off my feet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, my one nephew, he really liked that scene. And then after the movie, I had a had a fun discussion with my other nephew about um Darth Maul being uh cut in half and uh, oh. if he lived or if he died and I was uh. saying, "Oh, he's 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 lived because he's going to show up on the cartoon series." That's and, right. Uh, yeah, that's my nephew's going, "No that. way, he couldn't live." And <laughs> And all that kind of kind stuff. Of so heavy we had stuff a bit of a... for little kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I remember we've talked about this on our podcast before, but I believe that Star Wars was the first PG movie I ever saw. Wow. Now it would actually be Episode Four because it was the first movie that was put out after and, the and first And it was I think nineteen seventy nine. Seventy seven was seventy seven or seventy eight? No, seventy. 78. What? Wasn't it 78 or 77? 77. Wasn't it when Star Wars came out? 77. Okay. I was in fifth grade then. I'm sorry. I can't believe you don't know that. I I just remember, I remember um, going with um, a friend for her birthday. She took, her mom took a whole carload of girls to the movies. 
And um, I didn't know ahead of time it was a PG movie. And I was so scared to tell my dad that I went and saw a PG movie. <laughs> but I was in fifth grade. And, you know, it was, I grew up in a small town. So there wasn't a lot of movies <laughs> to begin with. Yeah. But yeah. it we, we actually drove clear to Aberdeen. You know that big town, Aberdeen. Yeah, and yeah. waited outside Ooh. in a rainstorm. And the line went clear around the block because it was such a big deal to have Star Wars come to our town. Yeah, it was cool. So that was a big fun All right. event in our lives. All right, Jeff, what was your what's your favorite scene in the Phantom Menace by out of the whole movie? Uh I think for me, I think my fa- most favorite scene was that pod racing scene because I I really have that need for speed. I really like the racing and. Uh, Every time I see it, I just really love watching those those, you those mean pod racers. Mister Champ podcast guy likes yes. racing. No, that, that's that's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. That's that's awesome. I, you know, I don't care what universe you're from. That's gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah, they had all that in, and they had some cool explosions and all that too. You know, with the 3D, you know, some pieces kind of, you know, flying apart and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yes, Zabolba. Zabulba, yeah. like say it was Voodoo. cool too because you know that one scene you know where you know right near the end of the race, um, Anakin he he got in front of Zabulba and then Zabulba was like kind of charging up on him with right. his big giant engines and yeah. it, and it just looked so good on on the screen again and in 3D it looked like like he was just going to run Anakin over just cool. It's cool. That's cool. I, well, now I can't wait to go. Hey, Andrew, you want to go on Sunday to see Star Wars? He said maybe. He maybe. Well, we'll yeah. have to do that. Tomorrow we're going, uh, actually, we're going to do a live, uh, well, live, I don't know about live, but we're, we're going to record uh, from the garden show in the Seattle Convention Center tomorrow. And uh, so we're doing the intro right now to uh, to the to the podcast for this week. And you're our special guest, and you didn't even know you were going to be on. Yeah, I didn't even know. Well, while we were talking, <laughs> actually, I did, did read about uh, Dagwood. Okay, all right. And it says here that... Well, like say he was intended to be a super soldier. Okay. So I think um like what Amy was saying that maybe the you know the the kind of the different color of skin might have uh been on purpose. Mm-hmm. But as well too they say he was an imperfect prototype. So I guess uh I, um, my memory's a little bit foggy on it, but so it could go well, either way, I guess. I'm going to go watch the original episode where the daggers come out because I remember Bridger or or Lucas saying something about why their skin, or the doctor saying uh, the reason that their skin was multicolored is because they were they had all the different races. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go watch it again, just because. But uh, you for know the time why, being, I'll say you're right, Amy. You know why? Even though he I, was considered an imperfect prototype, though, because he was nice. He was because kind. yeah, he was gentle and sweet, and they didn't want a gentle and sweet super soldier. They wanted somebody tough and you know strong you know he was strong Dagwood but, but likes he was, Darwin he was strong but he wasn't the sharpest knife in the drawer knife in the drawer yeah. he wasn't real bright as far as like really quick but he was he was a gentle giant yeah he was he was a janitor he was yeah. a janitor on sequest that's right and uh one of my favorite things ever from sequest was the episode where they had the the monkey on it and uh, Darwin is in the pool, the one of the the the, uh, the the moon pool or whatever they had there, and uh, and they're searching all over the place. And all of a sudden, he he has that little vocoder, you know, that uh, Lucas made him so he could talk. And Dar- yeah. Darwin was the dolphin, and he goes, 
ape, ape. And, and Lucas is like, ape? Darwin, there's no ape. And he turns around and there's a big monkey standing there. That was mm-hmm. awesome. You Sorry, know, just... we, we have to admit, Jeff, that we were really disappointed when we found out <sighs> that was true. an animatronic dolphin. dolphin. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. And for all these times, we thought that was a real dolphin. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I thought it was a real dolphin, too. I, you I... know what? The same people that made the whales in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, mm-hmm. did the, uh, Darwin. They're the same company. Was it the same company that did the shark on Jaws, or is that no, a different company? different company. But they did the whales that you saw, Gracie and uh, George and Gracie on the Star Trek. And they, they did a good job on those. Yeah, but they, they made, I thought for sure Darwin was real, but yeah. he's not. He's not. He's, he's, all a, he's a robot. Do you think that they did use some live footage of real dolphins swimming, though, for some of that? I don't know. I, all I say is Domo Oregato, Mr. Dolphin Roboto. Okay. <laughs> That's because of the Sticks concert. I had to say that. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being on our show impromptu. And, and while you're on here, let me take the a moment for Amy and I to thank you for your support and for your encouragement. We sure appreciate all the times that you've commented and supported us and prayed for us. We appreciate you. So thank you. Oh, you're you're welcome. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks for the kind words and uh, thanks for the friendship and, and thanks for uh, doing such great podcasts each week, uh, both of you. Cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, it's always fun to have our friends on the podcast. Yes, and and Jeff is one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and he was very careful to not really totally support your or my wacky theories, but but he You're, that's kind your of word of the day. Wacky, wacky. theories. Well, you um, married a wacky guy, I guess. Well, he he was nice to kind of validate both of our points, um, but not not choose one over the other. <laughs> <laughs> a very wise man. Maybe Jeff, you have a future in politics. No, please don't go there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, don't want to don't want to lose a friend to um, political corruption. Well, briefly, why don't we uh, really briefly talk about what's going on around our house, and then because uh, we've already talked about Phantom Menace and we're going to the Garden Show, but we've got to get our other part of the the. At being at the garden show, so yeah. Um, real quickly, what what happened this week for you? Um, pretty much mostly just work and catching up on house stuff that never feels caught up on. Mm-hmm. What happened with you? I um, did a lot of auditions. Lots and lots and lots of auditions. Lots and lots and lots and lots. And you had a couple of leads this week, a couple of possibilities, which is always a good thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you you came up with another unique way since um, the voiceover business is kind of slow right now. Yeah, I'm I'm do- um, I'm uh, <laughs> taking VHS and putting it to DVD. And also cassette tapes and putting them to. Yeah, that's a little more involved, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, for people who aren't real techy, maybe they don't have a VCR that works anymore, or they're scared their tapes are going to be. Um, wearing out um, our very special wedding video or something. We don't mm-hmm. do professional videos, but you know, like you know, Uncle Joe tapes your wedding or right. the birth of your kid or something, and you don't want to lose that. Um, you've been offering that as a service to people. 
that you yeah. will tape them yeah. onto DVD for them. And I do it for about 20 bucks a, a, a DVD. Mm-hmm. So any people out there listening, you have some VHS that you want to put on DVD, you can always um, use that um, that cool uh, flat rate envelope for, if you live in the United States. For five mm-hmm. bucks, you can send me your, your DVD or your... Um, VHS. Mm-hmm. They, they're already pre-padded envelopes, yeah. so that and works then I pretty can, well. And they're free. You can get them free from the post office. You can even order them online, and they'll send them to your house for free. We found a really neat thing um, in I didn't our get little, done yet. <laughs> our, our little geeky world. I was talking about those prepaid envelopes. Yeah. We found that since you work from home and don't want to have to drive, we live kind of out in the country, uh-huh. um, we can print off the labels um, right at our house. Right and, on the computer. Yeah. yeah pretty neat so anyway what you do is you you uh you know put a check or a money order or, or i even take credit cards now uh they can uh, send it in to to my PayPal. house yeah i do take paypal as well mm-hmm. and then uh, they can send it in and then i'll do the duplication and then i'll put it on dvd for them and then send it back to them and so if somebody lives in the united states it's um with shipping and everything is 25 dollars a tape mm-hmm um, but if they uh, if they live locally, obviously I do it for a little less because I don't have to use the shipping. Yeah, a lot of times if it's local, they can drop it off at our house, or mm-hmm. um, I can swing by on my way to work or something. Sure. We work it out. So that's been kind of fun, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's it's makes a little it, extra money. It I'm helps gonna pay the bills. I am gonna try and buy a, a, a DVD duplicator now um, because it's uh, it's a hassle to make copies of the DVDs on the computer. It just takes a long time. Yeah. But on this, you can push a button and it just duplicates it for you. So I think I'm going to invest Looking in that. into that. Yeah, it's a little yeah. spendy, but uh, not horrible. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been going on with me. Yeah. And our daughter's driving around in a car with a license. Yeah. Congratulations to her getting her license. Yeah. I think we might have talked about that last week. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, our baby has her license. Yeah, let's not talk about it anymore. And Dad's having a heart attack yeah. every time she has to take the car somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I seem more laid back about it than you are, but but I don't know. I remember being 16 and mm-hmm. and wanting to go places, and en- I enjoyed that freedom of, of being able to take myself places, especially mm-hmm. growing up on a farm. And it wasn't always convenient for my, my well, mom to she, Our daughter grew up places. on a farm, the funny farm. Yeah. Seem like a zoo at our house. It is a zoo at our house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's go to the garden show, shall we? And shall then we? Uh, we'll come back and we'll introduce. Now, we're going to start a brand new series coming up next week um, called Sunday Cool, and it's basically how do the, the how do the stories are the Bible stories that you heard in Sunday school, or if you didn't go to Sunday school, if you heard about them, I'm sure. Um, how do they relate to our everyday lives today? Well. And one cool point, when I was thinking about our podcast today, I thought about something. I had read at one time that in Western society, the Bible is used more than any other book as far as um, being alluded to. So, like, or, and and that can be in literature or that can be in society, like, how often do you hear, that was a David and Goliath moment? Or, um, you know, you hear someone say something, boy, it's raining. I'm I'm sure that, that there's going to be animals walking by two by two any moment now because it's raining so hard. I mean, the Bible's just alluded to in our society 
a lot. So even if you aren't a believer um, in God and in his, or if you don't go to church. Yeah, or, that kind of stuff. It's still interesting to to learn about because the fact that it is alluded to much. <laughs> not too much. Too much, Allude, huh? Alluded to so much right. in our society and our civilization. Cool. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. <coughs> I'm sorry. And of course, <coughs> as believers ourselves, we believe the Bible isn't just a bunch of stories, but it tells about a wonderful God who loves us and has a plan for us. Okay, cliche, yeah. cliche woman. That's not a cliche to it say is. God loves us and has a plan for us. Don't That's you always hear cliche. that? God loves you and has a plan for you. Uh, you're going to get a kick somewhere here in a minute. What? <laughs> Don't call me cliche woman. Well, I mean, it it is very fascinating, uh, some of the things that we base everyday life off of and most people don't even know it was biblical mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to talk well, about so even, we're going to start with the with the the life of joseph and uh because we've already covered the noah and the ark and we've covered mm-hmm. moses and we've covered a bunch of different things well we're going to talk about we might cover a little bit more of moses uh, and and the whole you know people have seen the ten commandments cecil mm-hmm. b DeMille's movie you know and various vari- various various variations we might talk about some of those stories, but I think we're going to start off with Joseph. And in in the story of Joseph, there's probably a good four or five solid lessons that we can learn from his life, or even more. Probably, <laughs> probably more. But yeah, yeah. I mean, all the way from what happens when bad things happen to good people, and and um, how Maybe. do you handle being in a bad situation? And sometimes it isn't. What if you're Good accused for to, doing something you didn't do? You have to also think about things before you talk about them because you might pe- make people angry with you. Yeah, there's a lot there's of really lot good... Of things. Sorry, I didn't mean to yawn. It's not boring, promise. <laughs> there's a lot of good lessons we can get from the Bible. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. no. Hey, guess what I get to what? do? At oh, the yeah. end of the month, I get to be the auctioneer and Storage Wars, not the real one. But oh, so did did you hear from Susie back no, again? No, no, oh. but I told her I'd do it. Oh, okay. I'm going to be. Uh, we have some friends that own a storage unit, and there's some that people have left, and so they're going to auction off the storage unit with the contents, and I get to be the guy that does the uh, auctioneering. Sweet. Yeah. And I hope that the guy comes with his big truck and goes, "Yep, yep." <laughs> Oh, that that yep. kind of hurt my yep. ears. I, yep. You you have to explain that because there's this show that you watch that I just go it's crazy. It's called Storage Wars, and it's really fun. Watch it on the Discovery Channel. And I can't stand it. Or TLC. I, I can't remember which one. I stand it. And yeah. mostly because that guy yep. yells yep all yep. the time. He even has this big truck that it says has... The yup truck. Yeah, has this... In, Big black letters yep. on a white background. Yep. Okay, enough yups. We'll okay. uh, see everybody now. The next thing you're going to hear is us up at the Seattle um, Convention Center, God willing, um, at the uh, the Seattle Garden Show. And uh, we'll, we'll come do you live, Dad. It's going to be fun. So see you in a few moments. Well, here we are 
at a, a really cool thing in Seattle, and with me happens to be my cousin-in-law, Heidi Bale. Heidi, you invited me and, and paid for my way to come to this. Tell us a little bit, about where are we and what is this event that we're at? Hi, this is Heidi, Amy's cousin, Rick's cousin-in-law, and we are at the Pacific Northwest Flower and Garden Show in Seattle at the Convention Center, and it is awesome as usual. There's beautiful display gardens, um, wonderful speakers. One of my favorites that I probably won't go to is uh, Joe Lample from <laughs> you, you sure Growing a Greener yeah. World. Um, and there's wonderful exhibitors, ideas, so many things that you can do just for free here, just to walk among the exhibitors and the um, vendors yeah. and get wonderful ideas and creativity, uh, things you can do in your own garden, repurpose and recycle your own things you have laying around without spending a lot of money. Well, it's been wonderful just to fellowship with both of you guys and enjoy it. Oh, we're having a great time. What I was amazed at walking in, you told me this would be the fact, but they, this is on the fourth floor of a convention center yes. in the downtown metropolitan area, and you would never know it because you walk in and there's trees and flowers yes. and grass and water and ponds. and. I, okay, I do know how they do it because I listened to a guy talk about it. Uh, and I watched uh, it. <laughs> yeah, they, they start a whole week beforehand, mm -hmm. and they bring these big trucks in. They drive in dirt and the whole smear, and they really do plant the plants yes. right here live. It's pretty cool. It is absolutely amazing, and people don't realize unless they look up when they're driving on Interstate 5 going through Seattle, we're sitting over the freeway right now in this huge, huge convention center. And uh, yes, I did watch on TV how they put this together from a bare uh, convention center to all of a sudden full-size trees, ponds, amazing. gardens. Amazing. It blows your mind. I know, and we're, we, we're right next to a thing called the Sky Bridge in Seattle. Yes. And that bridge goes from one part of the convention center to the other, doesn't it? Yes. To like the parking, to the parking, to the parking garage area, um, and then I think part of this is what they call the south area. This convention center is absolutely huge. Huge. We're only on the fourth floor. Yeah. <coughs> and there's all sorts of other stuff going on here today too. Yeah. But uh, this is its own little world, and um, so the theme this year it has to do with the symphony of life. I think is what it's called, or. Something like that. Uh, a floral symphony. A floral symphony. So all the displays and things have musical instrument, and some displays actually have musicians in them playing. I, I saw a guy playing the accordion. I saw a lady playing a grand piano. I saw harps and banjos and guitars. And one really interesting display that I really liked was the one where um, they took old musical instruments uh, like yeah. saxophones and, and um, metal type instruments and clarinets, and, clarinets yep. and flutes and stuff and they made it into this sculpture with water coming down it. It's really cool looking. The next best thing, I, Amy and I went through the same one and it, it was just mind-blowing that they took this with copper tubing and made this beautiful fountain and the person that was standing next to me said the only thing that would make it even better is that if now it played music all of the water was coming out I, you know that's funny that you say that because i thought the same exact thing i thought i wish there was beautiful. a way that it would play music while it did this because it's just so cool looking i don't know where i would put it at home but i'd find a place oh i'd find a place <laughs> it'd be right out front on the deck i know right where i'd put it oh it's just just absolutely stunning some of the displays what I couldn't figure, I went by a bonsai tree display. The guy was uh, cutting the little things and making it look. I, I thought of Karate Kid. A wax on, a wax, wax off. off. 
Saw on, the saw off. <laughs> That's right, saw on, saw off. <laughs> then I went over and they had these, you know those big uh, Japanese maple trees? Yes. Uh, well, they have like something similar shaped, but it's gigantic and it's it's huge. And it's over in one of the corners next to that really interesting um, uh, the, the uh, display that oh, has the, the wind. Metal. Yes, and it is. It's a Japanese maple. Amy and I were looking at it. It's, it's huge, a, though. I couldn't. I, that's got to be really expensive. Second, I don't know if I would want to take it and bring it to a place, uproot it, and, but they do. They keep them um, in root balls. They have huge, huge burlap bags around these um, the root balls for all these plants. Some of them, of course, they build... Um, you know, material to plant them right into, or they stay in the pots and they cover with dirt around it for oh, the displays. Amazing. But these huge trees, I've seen them um, on the PBS series for last year's. They're covered. The root ball is covered with burlap and cardboard and material to make sure these things are really well taken care of while they're here. And they're brought in with cranes, something that big. That's that's Doesn't amazing. That just blow your mind. Well, see, I thought it was really cool when I went to the Battlestar Galactica exhibit and they put prop. They had to cut the door bigger at the sci-fi museum to get the get the prop in but those are just props these are live plants these are, these are all live you're not going to see any plastic plants here everything that you see here in all the little here at the cafe where we're eating there's live trees, um, trees and shrubs in yeah. big planters primroses there's orchids you name it it's mind-blowing and they're all live yeah, it's amazing okay so they have the big garden area that we went through and we saw a bunch of stuff and they also i'd say twice the size of the garden area they have um, vendor exhibits and then we're talking flower bulbs we're talking you know stuff you put in your garden we're talking fertilizers we're talking you know you name it they've got it here and we haven't even scratched that we haven't gone through that part yet we just survived going to all the gardens <laughs> i took a lot of pictures already <laughs> same here so now we're looking i'm looking forward to going through some of the vendors because um, there's some wonderful funky whimsical garden art personal use items oh, yeah. you know there's lotions and potions and that kind of stuff too yeah and you know it made me it's making me have ideas that is why i enjoy coming not just to come and buy stuff but to get food for the soul and heart um, food for the brain seeing these displays um, and just the artists that come and bring their their wares here some of these people i only see here at this event um yeah and they're they come here because there's people all the way from the northwest, from Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Northern California. Stuff, yeah. They come here every year. They travel all the way here for this show. Yeah. And even if you just take a picture of it, put it on your bulletin board, that creativity inspires you and motivates Absolutely. you to do something. Well, already I've had a lot of really interesting ideas now as far <laughs> as my artwork is concerned. What can, I do? what can I do to make this and that look like that? And, one particular thing that I really like, you know, I use window frames and I yes. put my pictures, my macro photography and stuff in them. Well, they had here something that Amy really liked and I did too, where they take pitch old picture frames mm -hmm. and they don't have glass in them. They're just, they're open and then they frame different things in the garden and they stick them out of the ground. Yeah. And at first it was like, what? And then you look at it and it's really cool. And they're framing the plants. Some of them were hellebores, some yeah. of them were ferns. And so it's it like just 3D. accents. Yeah, it accents the plant. I'm, I'm, I just had never thought about that before. How cool is that? Of course, now there's a lot of things here that I really like to have, but I don't think I could ever afford. They have a couple of displays with um, water that uh, have fountains and elaborate. They have one that was producing this um, some type of vapor, 
and it, and it, that was the Peter and the Wolf one, I think. And it, yeah, and it, and it, it uh, the as the as the vapor, the, it uses the water and uses this vapor, and then mm -hmm. the vapor goes across the pond and yep. gives it like a fog. It's really cool. That was Peter and the Wolf. I remember that well because I like the little uh, tiny cold frames that they put over the little vegetable garden. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. I really enjoyed that. What I really enjoy the last, well, last year and this year, I haven't come for many years. Last year I was inspired to come and I brought Amy and your in-law Marcy, in Marcy yeah, yeah. and then this year I brought you. And what thing, one thing I really enjoy is that so many of the exhibitors and the um, landscapists and the horticulturists the last couple of years are now looking at greening their gardening. So they're, they're demonstrating in their display gardens how you and I and how everybody can grow your own, garden more, you know, garden greener. Yep. Um, one of the ones that Amy and I really enjoyed with the VW van that has a chicken, oh, it's a chicken coop in the is, back and it's, it's a fabulous. little tool shed and a greenhouse in the front is, you know, yes. an edible yard, how you can interplant your um, vegetable garden with your perennials and yeah. still have, so there's all these ideas that are now becoming more mainstream. Those of us aren't weird anymore that are doing it. Yeah. And they're showing people how to do it and how to do it easily. They even had chickens here in that display. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I was thinking that's so cool. The back of the VW is a chicken coop. Mm -hmm. And they have it all painted up real cute and everything, you know. And then they can close it at night so that, you yep. know, they don't get in trouble from varmints. You just close <laughs> up the uh, engine compartment. Yeah, it was just really cool. <laughs> that was a really cool idea. And then there's stuff here that I don't have any idea how they do it. I know. That, that they have a... They have a display that's mechanical that the wind, when the wind blows, it almost looks like a vortex, and it, it swirls around, and uh, it was just, I took video of it because I'd never seen anything quite like it. I recognized it as what I thought was an artist. At first, I, saw, I, I said Whidbey Island, and he said, do you mean Orcas? And I said, and my next thought, before you interrupted me, would have been San Juan's. Yeah. And it's a gentleman that I've seen his work in Sunset, AAA Magazine. His name is, I may be pronouncing it wrong, Vlastok or Vlostok. And he does this um, on Orcas Island, and he uses all these really funky um, metal scraps and found items to make these absolutely amazing displays and whirligigs. And he yeah, has tons amazing. of this stuff on his property. Well, it reminds me of um, where, where you guys grew up out in Baleville when um, I've only seen pictures of it because I wasn't around back then. But uh, my wife says that uh, Grandpa Bale had a, a really cool waterworks thing that he had where a stream came. And he had all sorts of whirly gigs and things when the stream would come down and power these things. And he would have little guys gardening and little things that went around powered by the water. It was really cool. I've seen pictures of it. It's awesome. He had boxers, a washerwoman, animals that moved. I remember moved. the washerwoman, yeah. Um, let's see, a couple sailboats that went in circles. Pretty it amazing. was just phenomenal. People would come from miles around just to see it. Yes, and to come drive there and park and, and look at him. And it was all powered by the water, but he used metal and wood that he had around the house. Yeah, he was a yeah. master carpenter. and oh, his He would make mind, doll furniture out of, of beer cans and stuff. Tin cans, yeah. yeah. You and I, you know, open a tin of um, beans, beans or whatever, or whatever and yeah. wash it out, and he'd turn it into a sofa. I know, and, it, and they were beautiful. It wasn't, it wasn't mm -hmm. like cheesy. It was like it was craftsmanship. And, you know, that's, that fascinates me, people like that, because I don't have, I'm creative in other ways, but I do not, I can't do the mechanical type of stuff. It's just not in my not yeah. in me, but there are people like Grandpa Vale and others like this gentleman here that makes his stuff. 
that uh, fascinating how they can figure out how things move and work. I would have, I sat there for the longest time just wondering, how does that work? I asked, I looked at it for a while, and then I said, well, this is how I think it works. Right. They're, each, then, they're each separate spirals, and then when the wind blows, they're all timed at different angles. And he said, yeah, you're right. And I thought, I can't believe I actually figured right. it out. I was like, is it, well, at first I thought maybe it was electrical. Somehow there was a yeah. motor in it. But, but there's no motor in no, it. No, it's uh, powered by a fan, and there was a orange fan um, wired or held on to this huge arbor that had water flowing, flowing from, from it. The, from the and it's and it's all wind powered. All of his whirly gigs on Orcas Island are wind powered. That's just fascinating to me. Time. It does. It's, it's it on does. my dream list to visit his property <laughs> and to see all these fantastical things. Oh, he has yeah. huge installations. Well I just I love the fact that, you know, as a as a believer in Christ, it, when you read about God's creation and everything I think that's one of the reasons I love growing flowers so much and doing gardening and stuff. I, now, I'm not as into it as my wife is. She's more into the physical side of the gardening. I'm more into plant the flowers, and I really like taking pictures of them. And I like all the bright colors. But uh, it just fascinates me. And it real, I realize that the, the world is much more complex than we realize. And you see stuff like this, and it just makes you appreciate creation. And So thanks for uh, inviting me today and paying my way. I appreciate it. Anytime. I am so happy to bless you. And you know, it's more fun. I could just run up here, but it's not as much fun than it is taking other people that are inspired and motivated and love gardening and being outside yeah. to share it with. Because as I told you and Amy, yeah, I could go on my merry way and we could all split up. But then as I found myself last year when we all split up, I would see someone go, oh man, and I'd, oh, turn, share that I'd, I'd turn to my side and it's like, oh. Yeah. They're not going to get this. Yeah. They're not going to be here in the moment with me. Yeah. So it's much more fun to Oh, this is a blast. It's, it's great. Well, and what I'm going to do, I think, is try to get all my photos together that I've taken today and then put an awesome slideshow and create a song to go with it. That I'll make a song. And that seat's already inspired me to do that. And then I thought that'd be fun to put on YouTube, and then people listening to the podcast now can go over and look at what we got to see today. See, I have mission accomplished. As soon as I knew what the theme was for this year, <laughs> so my mission is accomplished. Check, check. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I brought um, I brought several different cameras with me, and I've got another video camera that will go into the program oh, that I do the slideshow. Awesome. So I'm going to take a little bit of video for the slideshow and then do the rest in That'll still pictures and, and then make a song to go with it. So it should be cool. That will be awesome. Awesome. So now my wife is sitting here next to me too, but she's been talking with Marcy. Yeah, I better No, you're you're good. You're good. We just had an awesome talk, and I just thought I would ask you what you think. Um, what I think about what about the the flower and garden show? No, what do you think about world politics? King, what do you think about the garden show? Um, I love the garden show. Hate politics. Love the garden show. What's been your favorite thing so far here? Oh, well, you know, it's kind of hard because I love flowers and I love artwork and there's a lot of both. So I don't know that I can really say there's some really cool fountains with recycled materials that I think yeah. are really. So, yeah, um, yeah, I just I'm really enjoying it and it's given me lots of ideas. I don't know if Heidi talked about this, but we saw where they've taken recycled pallets, like you see. Yeah, and and you can put those on a fence and plant stuff in the in the old pallet boards that you'd like see cases of stuff coming into Costco or whatever. 
Um, those are laying around rotting behind buildings all the time. If you ever find those, you can put some moss and dirt and stuff in there and plant things in them. I think that would be a lot of fun on our back fence by where we have our fire pit. Oh, she, Heidi knows where we can get some for free. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so there's lots of good ideas that you can implement with little or no cost, recycling yeah. different items. And um, the way we've done gardening a lot is my cousin here um, has given me little baby perennials, and we've planted them, and then they multiplied, and I've given them to different people. And um, it can be a lot of fun sharing different plant starts you have. And well, I was saying, I was talking with Heidi a bit about the displays and how they inspire us to, you know, do different things. But I was also talking about how it's amazing when you look at this kind of thing in a concentrated situation, how much you realize that, that um, there's a creator. This stuff doesn't happen by accident. When you see it all put this way, it just kind of makes you scratch your head and go, huh. Yeah, I don't believe we're a cosmic accident. I think we're planned and designed and very intricate very amazing life forms here and life forms you little little life forms where are you okay a lot of walking today <laughs> I, I don't know how many acres of gardens there are here but there's a lot yeah and so we've been walking through a lot of the gardens and and now you're going to have to walk me through quickly through the orchid um, distributors here because it's going to be hard. I know. The next part of our journey here is going to be expensive for me, I have a feeling. <coughs> At least plant some uh, seeds this year, grow some flowers. It's not too expensive to grab some flower seeds and plant them and grow some flowers this year. Okay, one bit of advice, and I think Heidi can probably attest to this. I've read in a gardening magazine that 90 cents out of every dollar that you spend on your garden should go into the soil. And I, did, I didn't used to garden that way. I used to buy plants and then I didn't put any money in the soil and guess what, they didn't grow very well. So if you want to have good garden, you need to get good soil. That, that'll preach right there. We could make this spiritual now and say that, uh, you know, spend a lot of time cultivating your ground. And along that theme, and to echo Amy, and it, it works with spiritual matters as well, the old saying is you want to have a $100 hole for a $10 plant. That works. Yeah. Everybody's enjoyed our, our report from the garden show here in Seattle, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. It should be fun. Thanks, Amy. You're welcome. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our fun trip to Seattle. Well, yeah, it should be interesting <laughs> having having feedback from this one. Yeah, you know, I don't know. You, you can always put things together for uh, this type of thing. And, you know, real life happens, and we had a great time. And, of course, I like taking pictures and seeing all sorts of cool new things. And it should be fun. Yeah. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Yeah. Or I hope you did enjoy the show or mm -hmm. however it works. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, next week we're going we're gonna to start our brand new um, series about taking the stories from the Bible and talking about how they apply to everyday life called Sunday Cool. So mm -hmm. you're going to want to join us for that. Should be a, a series of some really fun things. If you have any questions about different Bible stories or questions about the Old Testament, we would like you to call Maybe us. Maybe that's a question Call right us now. and talk to us about that. No. 
you can call us and we would love to, I mean, write to us and we would love to <laughs> at least try to answer your question. We might not have the answer, but we sure can try. And that's rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. And you can also find my music on iTunes if you want to listen to some of my music and buy an album or two. Uh, that's just search iTunes for Rick Moyer. It's real easy, M-O-Y-E-R. Uh, you can also visit our website at takehimwithyou.com. And then Rick also has a YouTube channel, uh-huh. um, Moyer se- Rick Moyer 777. Yep, it's youtube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. Yes, and you haven't um, had any videos that you put on there go totally um, viral. viral. Yeah, I've had, I've had about 10,000 hits on a couple of them. Yeah, you've had some. That to me is viral. More. Yeah. I wish I could have 2 million. But if you, you know, just like, to have a little entertainment, you're welcome to go to our YouTube page. It's definitely entertaining. It's, it's if you li- like silly things. It's silly. It's life. It's so silly. You are so silly, you silly English kniggad. Okay. I told them we already had one. I told them we already got one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. On second thought, let's not go to Camelot. It is a silly place. Only flesh wound. <laughs> Come back here, I'll bite your kneecaps off. How do you know she's a witch? Uh, All right, we did the hat and the nose, but she's still a witch. Okay, so this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. See, I ended this. So ah, that but I could what save else you. floats? A duck. <gasps> Who are you that are so wise in the ways of science? Okay, I I ended the program so we can save people from your goofy Monty Python. None shall pass. African or European? I don't know. Ah! (laughs) Okay, (laughs) have a good week, everybody. What is your quest? To have a good week. Have a great week, everyone. You already said that. Okay, we're done now. Oh, bad, awful, naughty zoot. Um, no, that's going in the wrong direction. <laughs> we're spiritual. Which I just remember was grail shaped. We're a spiritual podcast, not a naughty podcast. Bad, awful, naughty zoot. We had a cat named Zoot. Oh no, that's her twin sister, identical twin sister, Dingo. Dingo is our dog. No, our dog's Jade, but she looks like a Dingo. Okay, we're done. Click stop. Brave Sir Robin ran away. When danger reared its ugly head, Brave Sir Robin turned and fled. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. Click stop.
My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. So, after our great friends Rick and Amy have enlightened you on their awesome podcast, Take Him With You, why not give us a listen? You'll be happy you did. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. Attention, attention! Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts Kenny, Simon, and Al discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. We are indeed seeking Star Trek. And if you want to seek Star Trek, then why don't you try Trek News and Views? The latest news and views on what's going on in the Star Trek world. Your life as it has been is over. Oh my. Oh my indeed, George. We also have a little gossip at the end of each program about a certain subject, be it Romulans, Klingons, or whatever takes our fancy. Feel free to drop us a line and join in. Trek News and Views via Podbean or iTunes. Check it out. I don't think he likes you at all. <laughs> no, I don't like you either. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast... We would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
I wanna make it all up 
So we're up for you this song.